Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Kate Killerin. Kate is a growth strategist for female entrepreneurs and small business owners. She takes businesses' stories, visions, and energy and creates kick-ass growth strategies that cater to your audience with today's authenticity-driven world in mind. When you find yourself overwhelmed and need that one-stop resource to grow your brand, Kate's it. So I'm so excited to have Kate here today to chat all about outsourcing and why it can be a form of self-care. So let's dive right in. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here, and I cannot wait to chat all about the importance of outsourcing with you today. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me, Jenny. I'm super excited to dive into a bunch of stuff and just kind of chat. So I am the owner-founder of Kate Kaloran technically consulting. Um, I originally started it as Kate Kaloran Consulting, um, and I'm as of late kind of considering dropping that, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but it's one of the things that I love about being an entrepreneur because you can kind of do what you want with your business name for the most part. Um, So a little bit about how I got started. Um, Let's see. So I am originally from Wisconsin. Um, I moved to Colorado five years ago and I kind of did it on a whim. Um, but also knowing that there was something deep inside that was kind of calling me to Colorado. Um, I knew I needed to kind of break away from, um, my routine in Wisconsin, which pretty much consisted of either working for corporate America call centers or doing a lot of retail. Um, So I knew that Colorado was super fun. My brother already lived here um, and I had come to visit a bunch of times. And in all honesty, what really kind of stood out to me were all of the local businesses here um, and just kind of trying out different food, going to different bars, like just doing kind of like even little shops and stuff. Um, There's little pockets of like super fun neighborhoods throughout Denver that are pretty much filled with local small businesses. And that really stood out to me. Um, So it kind of was like, what can I do? How can I create my own business out there? Um, And it just felt like it was really comfortable to me and it was just a really good place to kind of go. So um, definitely didn't dive into becoming an entrepreneur or a small business owner right away. I ended up getting recruited by another corporate um, company. Um, although for the first time ever, um, they kind of saw me outside of like what was just written down on my resume. Um, and for that, I was super intrigued and really grateful and just kind of jumped at the opportunity to learn new things. Cause that's something that I've always loved to do. Um, and so, yeah, I worked for this company and I worked in a department where I was not in a call center. I did have a cubicle still, um, but I had a little bit more freedom when it came to kind of like clocking in and out, making kind of my own hours, but I still had to do like 
eight or nine hours in a day. Um, but the department I worked for was sales and I was the support for a sales team. And occasionally I would get to go on lunches with a couple of people from the sales team and their clients. And so that's kind of where the whole like, Ooh, this is cool. Like you get to go have lunch with whoever you want to. And, um, you know, you can talk business, but also have fun. And then you pretty much get to go back to your everyday routine. Um, and you can kind of like do what you want, but you know, at the same time, come back and still like get a paycheck. So for me, I wanted that. I wanted the like kind of front facing with clients, not necessarily customers. Um, and so I still wasn't quite there with what I wanted to do um, as far as launching my own business, but I definitely knew that the things that I was learning and the things that I was experiencing were kind of like pushing me in the direction of it. So um, I ended up leaving that corporate job and I still had in the back of my mind, like, what can I do? How can I work from home? How can I, um, you know, still make money, but have freedom to do whatever I wanted. So I ended up nannying my newborn nephew because um, my sister ended up moving out to Colorado as well. And, um, during that time I still had like the flexibility and the freedom, but I just wasn't quite sure what it was that I wanted the direct, the real direction I wanted to go in. So I ended up stumbling upon, um, a local fashion, beauty, lifestyle, um, magazine slash resource guide for Denver. Um, and they were looking for somebody to manage their social media and it kind of goes back to the corporate job that I got recruited into, they were, they didn't, they cared more about me as like a person and what I was able to offer and kind of my personality versus what was on paper. And this uh, magazine kind of did the same thing too. So they weren't looking for someone who had experience. They weren't looking for someone who could like redesign their website and write code or anything. And so I basically jumped on the opportunity. Um, and that kind of just launched my whole like current career, if you will. Um, and that was really the experience that I needed and the, to like understand the direction that I wanted to go in. So, um, yeah, I, I had done some social media myself, obviously I had a couple like Instagram accounts for my pets and I had a blog cause when I was nannying my nephew, I was blogging and kind of using that as a creative outlet, but it's still like, there was something still missing. And so ultimately becoming a social media manager for this local magazine um, really is what opened all of the doors um, and got me to where I am today. So um, I still worked a little part-time at a retail job. And even then it's like, I, every job I've ever had, everyone's been like, you know that there's something else that you should be doing. And that's been great because that's something that I feel like entrepreneurs need all, like we all need support, but especially as entrepreneurs, when because you end up kind of being alone so much of the time that having that support system and being able to look back and kind of be very grateful for that is something that um, I love. And so, yeah, I, I essentially ended up, it's super funny. I was at, I was working for a retail company and I was doing the social media for the magazine. And there was a client of the magazines that ended up doing a pop-up because they were a local business um, in Denver with the retail company that I was working for. And I literally just walked up to the owner of this local company that was doing a pop-up and I introduced myself and um, I said, Hey, I do social media management for the magazine that, you know, you advertise with. And 
she literally was like, do you want another job? Like, do you want an, like another client? And at the time I kind of didn't really even consider myself as like the magazine being a client, but ultimately, um, that business, that small business became my first official client. And, um, yeah, fast track to now. Um, I've been officially Kate Florin consulting, um, for about a year and a half. Um, and it's been awesome. I've met the most amazing entrepreneurs and small business owners. And to be honest, I don't have a single client in Colorado right now. So that's been probably kind of super, like the most fun part is just really getting to talk to people in different time zones, like different countries. I just hired a virtual assistant and she spends most of her time in Bali. So that's super cool. And um, yeah, so that's kind of the long slash short version of who I am and what I do. I love that. That There's a couple points I want to touch on just because there is a lot going on with that story. But first of all, um, my dad was a sales like manager for my entire life. So I grew up like him going to all these fancy dinners and stuff. And I was like, wow, you have such a cush job. Dad. <laughs> like, <can> right. I? <laughs> and and they, it benefited us too, because we would go to like um, NFL games and things like that because he would get tickets and like take the family. But um, it was just, it's funny because I didn't end up doing that, but I was just like, wow, how do you get a job like that? Um, right. Not- and that, that was totally my thought. Like, but I, I also knew I didn't really want to do sales. Um, quick, like backstory. My dad is a now retired DJ, but um, during probably like my middle school, high school years, he would DJ and had his own business, but then he also did sales too. And I, so I kind of was like, man, this is super cool. You're meeting all these people. But I knew, I knew I wanted that kind of like freedom in, you know, in kind of lifestyle. I just knew I didn't want to be in sales. So. Yeah, no, I completely get that. I mean, I like the freedom aspect as well, but like the meeting deadlines and the pressure and stuff, like too much for me. Plus I'm very introverted. So. Oh yes. (laughs) But yeah, like the event stuff is really, really cool. But I just wanted to kind of talk about that. But yeah, no, I, and also you mentioned like right now you don't have any clients in Denver, which I, I'm the same way. Like I have no clients in my current city of Houston, even though it's a huge city, all of my clients are spread out around the U S even some in Canada. So it's really cool that you get to connect with these people that aren't even anywhere near you. And like, they're your client and you're doing work for them virtually. It's just such a crazy world that I didn't even know would exist like five years ago. Right. Exactly. And I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just as much a millennial as like the next millennial, but I on it, same thing, like five years ago when I came to Denver, it was like, I didn't even, the possibilities were just like completely endless. I didn't even know most of them. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've, I've been in business full time for two years. And then I had like a stint of six months where I was working full time and had my business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did not ever expect to have this be my full time job. Like I honestly had no idea that was even like a possibility like a couple years ago. So it's really cool how things have evolved and how they continue to evolve. And like now even there's majors in school that are entrepreneurship. Like that was not a major when I was in college and I wasn't even in college that long ago. Exactly. Same thing. Like no idea at all. And, um, it's funny. I, I was answering something the other day and it was like, Oh, what is your, you know, like, where did you go to school? And I was like, Oh, I'm like a hundred percent self-taught, like just literally. But I think I do. I think it's amazing that the option is there if you are in college and you're 
like, especially for someone who's just like feeling like, okay, I'm supposed to go this route. I know there's probably something else out there, but like just to have that as an option I, is incredible. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and a lot, you don't have to go to school to be successful. I mean, I did go to college, but it was more like, I felt the experience was really good. Not, yeah. not that I didn't get a good edu- education because I did, but at the same time with the major that I chose communication, like while the foundation is pretty much the same as it was 10 years ago, the digital aspect of things that we were learning is changing every single day. So the schools and the textbooks can't really keep up with the digital aspect of things. You know, the foundation of communication and talking to people and like all those different things were still the same, but just like the whole adding in digital media was, has completely evolved since then. And it was hard for them to keep up. So like, that's kind of the detriment about having that kind of major in school, but you know, the experience is great in my opinion. Exactly. Like the story you have to tell it's, and it's part of like who you are today. So. Exactly. So I wanted to talk a little bit with you about outsourcing and how it can make our lives easier. So let's just dive right in. So how can outsourcing kind of help us take a load off of our plate and ultimately make our lives easier as a business owner, as a human, just in general? Yeah. So. You know, my experience, especially with, okay, so even back when I was, you know, in the call center and working for corporate jobs, like whatever, I was, I was always trying to, I was always trying to help. Like I was always trying to tackle tasks for someone because for me, it was, it was being able to like see the smile on someone's face or hear it in their voice or doing whatever, like knowing that that little part was like already taken care of for them. Like, so it was literally just even so way back then, like it was just, I was introducing outsourcing to, and I not even knowing it, like literally not even knowing like that's what I was doing is like kind of taking these things like off your plate. And I think, you know, to outsource is just like, literally it's just for our sanity, right? Like it's just, I mean, it can be, and it can be applied anywhere and everywhere. Like it doesn't just have to be like as a business owner, you can literally do it. If you think about it, like in your everyday lives, like what is there? Like, it's like asking your kids to like do the dishes or like asking your kids or your husband to like take out the trash. Like you're outsourcing, you're literally taking like something off of your plate. So like you can continue doing what it is that like you love or you're enjoying in the moment or in the long run. So, I mean, ultimately it's, it's like the best decision that you can make for yourself, for your friends, for your family, for your life, like short-term, you know, and long-term. So it's, it's one of the best things that we all need to do more of. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned life too, not just in business. Cause you know, there are tasks in business that can be outsourced and need to be outsourced, but also we forget about our personal lives. Like where I have this as a later topic on here, but basically just things like, you know, hire a maid because you don't like cleaning or you don't have time or stuff like that. Just like that helps you. And that takes an extra two hours that you didn't have to do something because someone else did it for you. And you know, whether it's weekly or twice a month, it still helps you in some way. So you're not having to worry about dusting the, you know, um, countertop or not the countertops, the kitchen cabinets and all that stuff. So it just really helps in both business and life. And I've kind of learned that more lately I was always like okay what can I outsource in my business but now I'm like okay but what can I outsource in my life as well 
Right. And I think the important thing to remember too is like, okay, so what can I outsource in my life or my business? But also just leave it at that. So like, and feel the relief and the sanity and not say like, okay, I'm going to outsource this, but like now I'm going to replace those two hours with like just you time. Like you don't have to replace it with like another task because then you're not appreciating the value when it comes to outsourcing. And that like, yeah. And I, same thing, like I'm learning that like definitely, I mean, literally I just hired a virtual assistant last week. So, and I mean, and it's just because I think as humans, we want to be people pleasers. We want to be multitaskers and, um, well, and sometimes we don't want to, it just kind of happens. And it, that's what outsourcing is for. Like there's literally someone for everything to help you. And outsourcing doesn't make you like less of a mom, less of a husband, less of a entrepreneur. Like it literally is for your sanity. Not only that, but honestly, like if we focus on those things that need to get done, but we're not, we're either not good at, or they don't light us up, then we're either going to take way longer to do it than someone else who's good at it and enjoys it. Or we're just going to continue, like, you know, we're continue having these tasks that we don't love piling up and that we're not good at. And then it's taking away from the things that need to get done that we are good at that only we can do. So that's the way I look at it is like, what task can only I do? Yeah. Anyone who can record these podcast episodes, I can't have a robot in here recording the episodes with people. Like maybe someday, but right now, no. So, like, what are the things that only I can do? So, only I can record this podcast. But there are so many other things, like scheduling social media or things like that, or even like admin type work that I don't need to be doing, and that someone else can do quicker and more efficiently than I can. And you know, I do have to pay money to that person, obviously, but it's taking time away I mean it's bringing time back to me where I can do things that I need to do like this podcast or other tasks like creating my courses and things like that that I need to be doing so yeah for sure I totally agree so what are some of those easy but draining business tasks that we can outsource to someone else okay so Let's see here. I mean, honestly, if you like dread scheduling, I mean, like you said it yourself, like scheduling your Instagram posts or coming up with the copy and the content for your Instagram posts. Cause I mean, sure you can like pay for Planoly or like whatever you kind of app that you have to like push that post out for you. But if you just have a hard time, like for me, what I've noticed recently too, is that I I have the words, I, they're there, but sometimes it's like, they're just, they're, it takes too long for them to like come to fruition, like if you will. So if I can literally just hire somebody and outsource that portion where I'm like, Hey, can you just write this for me? If you can come up with some copy, like this is what I'm thinking. Like literally the other day. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm in the middle of a couple of things that I'm launching and one of the things, um, you know, I had put out there and I was like, Hey, I really need some help and I'd love it if to conduct this market research in exchange, you know, I will offer you this like free 20 minute call or whatever. And so one of the girls, we had our chat and she, in the call, I realized she is like the exact person that I need to outsource for this next project that I'm launching. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, okay, yes, absolutely. Normally. I mean, I feel like maybe six months ago I would have been like, Ooh, okay. So you offer these things. I could try to figure it out myself. And then I'm going to put something else on the back burner and I'm going to do like this instead. And, you know, 
just because like, it feels so good to say yes. Like, and I just said, yes, like absolutely help me with this. So, I mean, it can be, it can be organizing your email. It can be sending out um, reminders. It can be putting together, you know, an event that you are going to be hosting and you know that you're going to be super good during the event, but the ticket sales and the like putting together all the emails and the drip emails and all of that, like hire, like just hire somebody for it. Just outsource it. Just they can be little mini tasks and you will feel so amazing putting your energy towards something that like you're super excited about and not these like ridiculous tasks. Yes. Yes. I so agree with that. And like you said, like, you know, if you feel comfortable doing that one task or two tasks and then everything else, you're like, either I don't like this, I don't have time or someone else can do it quicker than me, then why not? Like, yeah, it will cost you a little money, but it's going to save your sanity. And that's what's really important in the long run. Because as solopreneurs, I feel like a lot of the time we have so much trouble letting go of even the tiniest tasks and outsourcing because we're so scared because we don't think other people will take care of our baby. Care exactly. Yep. <laughs> I've been there. Totally guilty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and personally, I've been burned too. So that doesn't add to my trust very well. Right. Um, so it's harder now, but you know, it's just like one of those things like, yes, no one's going to love your business as much as you do because you obviously created it, but there are people who will respect it and take good care of it. They just, they're just not going to have the exact same love and passion as you. And that's completely okay. As long as they're doing what they need to be doing and not taking advantage, then you know, why not? Because you can't do everything. There are only 24 hours in a day. Um, and everyone says, well, Beyonce has 24 hours in a day and she gets all these things done, but she also has a nanny you know, probably a cook, a maid. She has all these things helping her, but people always say that comparison. That's like, no, like she has all these resources that you do not have access to. So, you know, there's only 24 hours. If you can outsource it, do it. And if you can't outsource it, find a way to automate it. Do something like, um, if you're having trouble with your social media, there's smarter cube. It'll automatically repost content. Once you schedule it once, you can just set it up to auto cube. Honestly, things like that, if you don't have money to actually outsource to a person, just pay for a tool monthly. It's, you know, a lot cheaper and still gets the job done. Yep, exactly. And I love that. I love like the part about if you, you know, if it's like, if you're just not in your finances to act like hire a physical person, like there's, there are options. There really, really are. And there's so many resources, I feel like too, that are especially like just gaining every, every day, like every day and they're out there. So there's totally, there's help. Exactly. And it doesn't have to cost you an arm and leg. Like I pay for SmarterQ, which is my social media scheduler. And that's $19.99 a month. It's a lot cheaper than, you know, hiring a VA because, you know, they would do that for probably 19 an hour or something. Right. An mm -hmm. hour. So it is a lot cheaper. You just have to set it up that one time and, you know, you could hire a VA to set that stuff up and then put it in there and then have it auto queuing. So yep, exactly. So I love that it but um it's cheaper in the long run if you're just having that tool and then you hire someone to get it in there for you so that's just kind of my advice if you can't hire to have a VA monthly yeah exactly and I mean I work with I work with a lot of photographers and a lot of it can be like outsourcing the editing part like you're not in I know that can be hard especially for photographers because like dang they spend hours taking photos sometimes especially during weddings and elopements and stuff but 
you know, if you can do that, like just if you do, you know, you've got a family or you're single or whatever you are, just think about the time that you're going to save and what you're going to be able to do with that time when you choose to outsource it. Exactly. Yeah. Just like those little things, like you'll have an hour or two more to spend with your daughter or something like that. Just think yep. of it in terms of like life events versus, oh, you know, I have two hours to watch Netflix. Like just think of it where you can do things that are more important or, you know, if you do need to be lazy, then that's fine too. But right, exactly. Whatever you need to do in those gaps of time that you've outsourced things. And you don't always have to fill it. You can use it for self-care, like we mentioned earlier, but you know, just making sure that when you do outsource these things that then you're like, okay, I can take this time to record the podcast because only I can do that or, you know, create a video for my course or do a live stream or whatever those tasks that only you can do are. Yep, exactly. Totally, totally on point. So we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, but do you think that it's important to outsource the things outside of our business too. I used to be so resistant to this like a couple of years ago when I was first starting my business. I was like, nah, I can do it all. I work from home. Like I can go to the grocery store in the middle of the day. Um, I can, you know, clean the house. I can do all this stuff. And then I realized, but wait, when you're doing those things, you're not getting your work done. So then that means you're working until 10 PM every night, you know? So it has to have some kind of balance. So, you know, what is your take on that? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm okay. I'm going to use the recent experience with this because here's the other thing. Like as we get older, it's not that it's like, we want to put like our, the energy that we do have in a day towards the things that we love and we're super passionate about. Like that's how I see it. So it's like, sure. I, okay. I, I went and I took a trip to my mom's and I looked at her lawn and I was like, you know what? I could wake up early. I could have my coffee. I could come outside, listen to a podcast and rake the leaves, or I could like do some things to manicure the lawn. And then I was like, or I could hire somebody to do this and outsource it so that I feel good about my time. And then I'm also, my mom's grateful. So it's like, I'm hundred percent on board. Like, sure. Yeah. We can like stop what we're doing in the middle of the day and like run to the grocery store or do like, you know, clean it. Like, clean our room or clean our bathroom or or whatever. But then it's just, if you hire somebody and you've got that balance of like, okay, somebody's taking care of these tasks at work. And then somebody's taking care of these tasks at home. Like now I feel like it's balanced, like almost like Zen, like, like this is what I'm going to be doing. And you can focus and put your attention and energy towards the things that again, like I'm repeating myself so much, but like that you're passionate about and you love, and you're not going to feel resentment then because you know, it's like you work so hard and you feel like we've all had those days. We like, we're glued to our computer. We're super productive. It's been an amazing day. We're doing the things like nobody else can be doing. And then we go into our room and it's a mess. And we're like, God, I should have cleaned my room today. Whereas yeah. instead you like pause halfway through your day, you go treat yourself to lunch with a family member or a girlfriend or who or whatever. And during that time is when someone comes in and they clean your whole place for you. And then you come back and it's like, so rewarding. So refreshing. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I used to be so resistant to that. And now I've started embracing it a little more often. So like the one thing that I do do that, you know, I wasn't open to before is curbside grocery pickup. Because 
I hate the grocery store. Like I've never liked it. Not before I was working from home and not now. So, you know, I'll order everything online and then go pick it up at a specific time. So I'm only spending like 15 minutes to and from the grocery and getting the stuff in my car versus, you know, like a full hour at the actual grocery store and then whatever it takes me to get there and back. Well, and then how many times, like, do we go to the grocery store and we forget at least one thing because we were either like realizing we were there for so long and being like, oh my God, I have to get out of here. Like this, I have to get back, you know, to work or a client email or whatever. And instead you just, you show up, they put the groceries in your car, you get home and that's it. And how much time have you saved? Exactly. And I mean, even if you do end up forgetting something, because I know I have, even with curbside, then you can just run in for that one thing instead of feeling like you spent an hour at the grocery store and then having to come back later. At least like I didn't spend any time at the grocery store until I had to run in and grab that one thing and then run out. So, you know, obviously I wouldn't do curbside for one item because that's just a little sad. But (laughs) is a good deal. And I think at my grocery store is only like four dollars and ninety five cents for them to put it in your car. It's like a, that's the delivery fee. Yeah, so it's totally it's worth it. Crazy. And like for the things like having a maid, like yes, that can be pretty costly. So even um, you know if you don't love doing that, try not to do it during your workday if you can't outsource it. Like try to find some time at night or maybe on like a Sunday or something, just so it's not like interfering with your business time, but you're still able to get it done. Cause I'm at the point right now where we're almost going to hire a maid, but not quite there yet. So I try to take advantage of little pockets of time at night and on the weekends that I can to, you know, do those things versus letting it pile up and then being like, Oh my God, I'm so frustrated. My house is a mess. Yep, exactly. I mean, I do laundry during the day because um, that's not really that hard. <laughs> throw stuff in and then go do, deal with it later. But, you know, things like cleaning the kitchen and stuff, I reserve that for nights and, you know, time where other people would be able to do that in their kitchen if they're not an entrepreneur. So that's kind of how I like to do it. And then when I first started, I felt like it was such a balance for my husband too because he knew I was home. So he'd be like, hey, can you run to Target and do this? And it was like mm-hmm. – it, yep. it sucked because I was like, yes, I can, but, you know, can we reserve these errand days for like one day a week versus me doing a little small errand every other day? Yep, exactly. Or like just like a morning on a picu- like particular day every single, like it could be one of the things like I kind of suggest is like taking like your Monday morning and just like dedicating it to like the errands that you need to run and then you just kick off the week and it feels amazing because then it's not really cutting into like your Saturday, Sunday. Like if you have like fun things planned or family or anything like that, it's just like a couple hours in the morning on Monday, you just wake up a little bit extra early, do the things that you need to get done. And then you're like off to a really great start. Yes. That's actually what I did yesterday. I had like three amazing. hours on the errands and <laughs> um, you know, sometimes that happens, but it's, it's better to get it done when no one's there because they're all at work um so in those cases then yes <laughs> I like to yeah. the middle of the day but yeah it's just one of those things that you kind of have to find that balance you know okay so designate one day a week as your errand day and then you know use the morning or the afternoon or whatever to get those things done instead of like oh let me go to target on mondays and then i'm gonna go to you know another place on wednesday and you know making it all of like out of the morning versus like little pockets of time every day 
Yep. And then like maybe the things like, you know, you did forget or whatever, like compile them. And then if you can like order them online at the end of the week and then they're there for you, like Amazon two day prime, like on Monday or something, you know, and it's just like, then you are like in the flow of things. You don't have like, you're not feeling guilty. You're not feeling resentment towards like any of these things or places. And then it doesn't, you know, you still have the joy for all of those things. Cause I'm going to be completely honest. I love a target run. Like it's kind of therapeutic for me. I will spend so much time there. Um, I've gotten to the point where I've got self-discipline. So I don't like purchase the things that I really don't need and then feel awful about them. It's just more about being in the zone while I'm there. Oh yeah. No, I love to go browse. I love to look at the shoes and the clothes, like the home decor. I'm going to forget why I was there, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Target is very therapeutic. So, you know, if, if my husband's like, Hey, can you give me some socks at Target? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I care that I have 50 other things to do today because I get to go to Target and that means I'm getting used socks. I'm probably picking myself up something else too. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so for you personally, what is the best thing that you've outsourced in your business? Okay. So, um, it's pretty new for me. Okay. So one of the things that I do, um, is I really, so I'm a growth strategist for female entrepreneurs and business owners, and I utilize SEO, Pinterest, and Google ads, um, when building growth strategies for my clients. So one of the things that I do though, with SEO is a lot of SEO maintenance. Um, and that includes like back end, um, alt tags and descriptions and text and all of that. And when you've got like wedding photographer clients who upload hundreds of images and you have to go in and you spend that time, like adding those tech, like the alt text and descriptions, um, as fun as it might be to describe all of the photos, um, (laughs) (laughs) this is one of the things that I'm so happy and proud to say that I have outsourced. Honestly, like it's, it's just, you know, it's kind of mindless and it's not, I'm going to be honest, like I don't really enjoy it. That's really like as far as part of like the growth strategy packages that I build, I include that because it's, it's really like, it's super important. It's detrimental um, for the most part for your business. And so, yeah, that's, that's literally the number one thing. I am so happy that I've outsourced. Oh, I don't blame you. I don't do any of my own SEO actually. I outsource all of it just because it's like, Chinese to me. <laughs> well, and we like we talked about this earlier. Like it's always changing. Like it's it's updating all the time. It's and you don't you know like some stuff can be outdated that you like have been doing for a super long time and you know you need to change it and you kind of just like get in this routine. So, yep, I outsource it and it's literally the best and that allows me to really really focus and build like super unique and really amazing growth strategies for my clients so that they can actually they can see it themselves they can see that their businesses are growing. Yeah, that makes sense. And for me as a Pinterest strategist, things are always changing too. So I, you know, to keep on top of things, it can be pretty crazy sometimes because I feel like one week Pinterest is like, yeah, this is great. Please do this. And the next week they're like, nah, girl, you can't do that anymore. Like, right. And oh, man, I know that they did something recently, especially like with the uh, verification of like the websites, like now they're allowing everybody, which I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, it was, okay, so I'm going to, like myself, like I have GoDaddy mm-hmm. and I couldn't verify my website with my Pinterest because GoDaddy didn't allow it. And 
whatever came through with Pinterest, um, it's like universal. Like everybody now has it and can do the rich pins and the titles and all of that. So I'm right there with you. It's always changing. Super hard to keep up with. (laughs) Yeah. So I I used to offer like like social media management of all channels. And then I just niched out of Pinterest because I was like, I can't keep up with all these algorithms on four different channels. I need to pick one. And I picked the one that I like the most. Um, and unfortunately the one that seems to be changing the most, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> not I only have one to keep up with versus four different changing algorithms. So, yep, totally. So yeah. Um, let's now dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Okay. So I feel like for me as of late, what it means to be an entrepreneur is really like having the ability to say yes or no um, at any given point. And that can like literally apply to anything. Like, okay, so I have an idea and I, it wakes me up in the middle of the night. Like I can say yes to it because I can start working on it as soon as I want to, or as late as I want to. And then if something doesn't work, then I can say no to it. So honestly, for me, um, that's really like, I don't know, super short answer, but it's really, that's what it means. It's like just the ability to say yes or no. I love that. Yeah, no. And I totally agree with that. You don't have to do work with people that you don't want to work with. You don't have to do things you don't want to do. Like I, tomorrow was like, "Mm, don't want to offer any of these services anymore. Just want to do this. Then I could do that. It might be a little hard to make that transition, but I could do it if I really wanted to. So it's, it's really flexible, and I love that part about it too. Um, and then what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? So this can be anything digital, um, even like doesn't have to be digital, um, but just whatever you feel like you could not live without as a tool. So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? This doesn't have to be digital, just something that you couldn't live without. I'm going to say Tailwind. Ooh, that's a good one. Tailwind is such a lifesaver, especially as a Pinterest strategist, because I am always pinning for people and Tailwind saves my butt. So I don't have to manually pin for every single client that I have. I love it. It's like, it's a tool that I use and I often forget about until I get like, my tailwind summary like for the week and I'm like oh right yeah I sent all those pins out this feels really good <laughs> yeah no tailwind is great it's definitely been really helpful for me in my business and a lot of people actually have said that on the show that that's their favorite so it's cool to see that it's such a widely used tool in the entrepreneurial space And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just the person that you feel is always producing content that you want to consume and just like you're always feeling inspired by. Hmm. Okay. This is a good one. I feel like I've got kind of a combination. Um, I'm going to be a little biased and say one of them is my sister. Um, she's a wedding photographer and I just feel like she's kind of been my guinea pig for a lot of things, like as far as like trial runs and testing things. But I honestly just feel like I love seeing her business grow and I love seeing her grow and I love the content that she produces and the things that she's trying and kind of implementing. And I really just, I, she's younger than me, but I look up to her a lot. Um, 
And then I'm going to say, okay, um, I'm going to say Monica Woodhams. And yeah, I love her. I literally, I got asked a similar question the other day and it was like, um, it was kind of like, who do you, you know, look to and why? And I'm like totally hundred percent transparent. She is like the reason why I know that pivoting is like such a cool part of being an entrepreneur. I've worked with her one-on-one. I kind of like stumbled upon her a while ago and I just, I love her content. I love her story. I love that she was a blogger. I love that she did kind of some, you know, similar things like becoming a strategist for clients. I love seeing, you know, she still like pays tribute to her blogger, like goes to New York fashion week. And I just, I love it. I, she touches on all ends. She's like doing the PR communications things now. And I just, I love following her. Yeah, she's great. Um, that's actually how we got connected, <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's really good. And, uh, I do her painters for her and I help her with some podcast outreach stuff for her clients. So yeah, that, that's been really cool to get to know more about her and her business as well. So yeah. Um, can you tell us where we can find you? So your website, your social channels, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, my website is just my first and last name. So katecaloran.com. And then, um, Instagram is going to be, um, at kate.caloran. And then I'm going to do Pinterest. Um, cause I'm not really on Facebook, not really on Twitter. I used to be on the Twitter train back when I tried to like do Twitter and not Facebook, um, even before I started my business. But, um, Pinterest is going to be at Kate Louise Caloran. Awesome. Well, I will link everything in the show notes so everyone can go and check you out. And thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thanks again. So I had so much fun chatting. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 77. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.